Hey, we're jumping into a brand new series called Eyewitness, and um, I'm excited about the series. Uh, there's been quite a few of you guys that have come up and said, hey, can we talk about testimonies? And that's what the series is all about. It's about testimonies. And um, I'm excited for it because, man, I, I, <laughs> I really think that we make testimonies way too complicated, and that puts us in a place where we're kind of scared to share our testimony. And then it just kind of fades into the background, and we don't really share our testimony, our story with Jesus as much as we could and as much as we should. And, and um, I promise you this is not going to be one of those series where it's like, hey, uh, run and take your testimony to the street corner and tell 100 people, 100 strangers, and have them get all upset at you and, and say nasty things. It's not like that. Um, that's not what this is about. Um, in fact, I think in our culture today, it's, uh, it's a little bit different the way that we engage our culture um, you know, I, I, I don't have anything against that. I think if God's wired you that way, that's great. But, um, you know, I think uh, you'll, you'll see as we're kind of going through this. But uh, who in here listens to podcasts regularly? Yeah? That's like a cool thing. Anybody in here actually have an iPod back when they were a thing? No? But you all listen to podcasts. That's so cool. Um, all right. So this is, uh, is kind of funny. I just want to share this with you really quickly. The very first who could tell me when the very first podcast came out? Nope. Older. <laughs> no. 2004. 2004. That's like over a decade and a half ago. That's a long time. Um, and, and you guys probably know this, but they kind of skyrocketed. And then, um, you know, in like the 2013, 2017, there was like this lawsuit. Right, where this company was like, hey, uh, we want royalties for every single podcast. And actually, the government said, nope, it's a free platform. You know, people can express themselves. And, and when that happened, they just, boom, exploded um, even more. Um, so there's, anybody ever listen to the, pack, the podcast called Serial? It's like true crime. Nobody, a couple people. Okay, to date, to date. It is the number one most downloaded podcast in history, season one and season two. Definitely check it out. It's really good. Um, but the very first season tells a story um, <laughs> about, it's true crime. Okay, so get ready. Um, it tells a story about the murder of a high school girl. Her name was Heyman Lee. And, uh, and the conviction of her ex-boyfriend, Adnan Syed, and... Uh, it talks about, um, there's a lot of crazy details. We're not going to go into any of that. But the whole point, the whole point of this is that um, the, the conviction, the whole story hinged on one thing. One eyewitness account. And it was Adnan's best friend, Jay. This isn't about what was true and what wasn't or anything like that. This is about how impactful that testimony was. Um, see, the interesting thing is that, um, you know, they've proven that eyewitness testimony in the court of law is actually not that reliable. It's not very reliable because when somebody's witnessing something traumatic, your brain just kind of scrambles everything, right? And so when you go to try to, try to you know, recount that, it's going to have some of the details backwards and forwards and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but th to me, it's even more of an argument for how powerful this idea of eyewitness testimony is because today, even though it's been known that, that they're not very reliable, they are still one of the most powerful, impactful types of evidence that you can have in the court of law. One source said that when the jury looks over at the witness and they see them 
point their finger and they follow that finger across and see it pointing at somebody, it's like a powerful moment in the courtroom. Think about that. In the court of law, one of the most powerful forms of evidence is nothing more than one person pointing at one person and saying, I witnessed what that person is capable of. That's crazy. Crazy to me. Um, so we're jumping into this new series called Eyewitness. And uh, I studied apologetics, and, and that brings in a lot of, like, evidences for, you know, God's existence and, and all of these things, and that's cool. Um, you know, you talk about arguments for the existence of God and the worldviews and all these different things. All of that's great, except for I believe that our testimony, your story with Jesus is way more powerful than any scientific argument, any philosophical argument that we could make. So your testimony, let's not mince words. Your testimony is just simply your story with Jesus. That's it. That's it. You know, we, we make it so much more complicated than it is, but that is it. Your testimony is your story with Jesus. And everybody has a story with Jesus, okay? Maybe you um, grew up in the church and you can't remember a time that you didn't believe in God. You have a story with Jesus. Maybe you um, have literally witnessed miracles happen and take, and take place. You have a story with Jesus. Maybe you... Um, recently accepted Christ into your heart and you're thinking often about the things that he delivered you out of, you have a story with Jesus. Maybe you accepted Jesus and something happened and, and you kind of veered away and, and, and maybe you're in a place tonight where you're finding it kind of hard to believe or maybe you feel like God's kind of distant or, or life is really overwhelming. You have a story with Jesus Maybe you're here and you're just checking this Jesus thing out and kind of kicking the tires and seeing what this is all about. And, and, and what I want you to know, too, is that even right now in this very moment, there are pieces of your story with Jesus that are being written. See, that's the point. That's the point is that the gospel is continuing to be written through our stories right now. You have a story with Jesus. And in this series, we're going to talk about exactly what a testimony is. What is a testimony? We're going to answer that question. Um, we're going to talk about why it's so important to know what your testimony is and to be ready to share it when the time is right. We're going to talk about um, how you should share your testimony, how you should share your testimony. Like I said, well, I'm not going to tell you to go take your story out to the corner and tell 100 people, 100 strangers, and have them get upset. I think there's a specific way that we can engage our culture with our story and have it be powerful and have it be life-changing and life-transforming. And I'm excited to share that with you um, in a couple of weeks. So stick around, hang out with us as we go through this series. It's our hope and our prayer um, that by the end of the series, you're going to have a new perspective on what your testimony is, your story with Jesus, and that you're going to have confidence like in, in telling that story to other people and seeing God use your words to transform others' lives. Um, so tonight, we're going to look at a couple different scriptures. The first one's going to be 1 John 1, 1 through 4. It's going to be kind of like our guiding passage for the entire series. 
Um, and then we're also going to have like kind of a case study where we're going to look at the story of the woman, w- the woman at the well and, and, and how she tells her story, her encounter with Jesus. And that's going to be kind of our case study for how we can um, apply what we're learning from 1 John 1, 1 through 4. So um, let's start with 1 John. And I want you to pay attention to some of these key words that are important right here. They're kind of in the orangey-yellow color. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Now, next week, we're going to ask and answer the question, what is a testimony? But sometimes I think it's good to start off by asking what isn't a testimony, you know, and, and kind of looking at it from that lens and to, to maybe wipe the slate clean. And so tonight we're going to call it unlearn. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, to throw away all these, um, the things that you think you might know about your testimony and what you think you might know about how to say it and, and what it looks like or how it's structured and all of that stuff. And I want you to, um, you know, Give yourself, you know, table all of that or shelf all that and give yourself a clean slate to work with tonight. And I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, so looking at John 4, the story of the woman at the well. Most of you guys know this story. I just want to give you a little bit of framework for the story. And then we're uh, um, actually, I'm really stoked. Um, next week, Savannah is going to be preaching through the story of the woman at the well. I'm really excited for that. Um And uh, so I'm not going to give you all the details of the story. I'm just going to give you a little bit of framework, and then we're going to jump to the end so we can see what a testimony isn't. Okay? All right. So Jesus is passing through Samaria. And he stops at a town for water and food, and the disciples go into the town, and Jesus stays there by the well. And according to the woman, this well that Jesus is staying at is actually the very well built by Jacob. It's pretty cool, right? Can you imagine going to that place and being able to stand by that well? The legacy that's there, the history. So they get into this conversation. Jesus is talking to this woman, and he begins to share with her um, things about her life that he could not have possibly known unless he was God. You see, she has these secrets. She has this lifestyle that she's engaged in that nobody knows except for her and the people that she's engaged with them. And so when Jesus speaks these back to her, she says, you know everything I ever did. You must be the Savior, the Messiah. And so she was amazed, and she goes off and runs off to tell the, t- the town of her story. And this is where we jump into John chapter 4, verse 27. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man 
who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. We're going to skip down to verse 39. It says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. That was her testimony. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two more days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. So let's just think about what happened just now. This woman, she doesn't have like the Bible, like what we have today, right? She doesn't have that. She's also, she doesn't have her life put together, right? Um, like she's actually living in sin as of this moment, right? And Jesus called her out on it. So it's not like she's like got her life all in a good place when she goes to tell her testimony. And when she goes to tell her testimony, she doesn't say, well, I was born in Indiana, and, um, and then my family, we moved from Indiana to Ohio, and I went to church there. And no, she doesn't tell her life story. It's like, it's like raw and real what God, what Jesus just, her encounter with Jesus, it was, it was raw and real. She said, he told me everything I ever did. And so what I want to do tonight um, to, you know, next week we're going to talk about what a testimony is. Tonight we're going to talk about what a testimony isn't. And we're going to talk about some of these misconceptions. I'm guilty probably of every single one of these. And, uh, and I think it's important for us to unlearn these misconceptions and maybe wipe the, cl- wipe the slate clean um, as we're talking about this idea of testimony and sharing it with others. So first and foremost... Six major misconceptions. Number one is my testimony has to be my conversion experience. If we're going with this whole definition that my testimony is my story with Jesus, I hope that your conversion, like when you met Christ, I hope that's not the only thing Jesus has ever done for you. And I hope that, you know, when you're sitting with somebody and and they're struggling or you're praying with them, a lot of you guys are, min, are in ministry settings that you can um, ask the Holy Spirit, would you be in this conversation and, and, and ask him to guide and lead the things that you say. And I hope that you can share something, you know, yes, your conversion sp- experience when you met Christ, that might be part of it, right? But I hope that there's more things that you can say about your relationship with Jesus and what he's done in your life. Maybe he can, maybe you can share with somebody that Jesus told you all the things that you ever did. Maybe you could share, you know, uh, about a time that God provided in just an insanely miraculous way or, or a, a, a relationship, maybe somebody that he brought into your life that just encouraged you through a difficult season. But I hope that you understand that your story with Jesus is so much more than your conversion experience, like when you met Christ. Yes, that was important. Don't, I'm not downplaying that. That was the most incredible day in your life if you have said yes to Christ. I understand that. But I hope that there's more to the story. The next one. My testimony has to be my life story. Now, for all of you guys who uh, went to Jamaica, if I was part of your 
your, uh, your Jamaica meetings every couple of weeks, right? And we told our testimonies. I heard those testimonies. <laughs> and it was, uh, I was born in Indiana, and uh, then my family moved to Ohio, and I went to church, and then um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever not believed in Jesus, and um, I don't know, my testimony, to, you know, it's kind of boring. You know, it's like, Our testimony is a real, living, breathing thing, right? Like every day, there's a new chapter to your testimony. I hope it's something that's exciting and it's not like, well, you know, I was born in Indiana. You know, it's so much more than that. It's not, your, it's not necessarily your life story. It includes that, but it's not just that, right? It's so much more. So I hope you have lots to tell um, other than just moving from state to state. Um, number three, my testimony isn't good or worth telling because I'm normal or not exciting or I've believed all my life. I hate this one. I hate this one. Because, gosh, what is more exciting in this world than somebody having a relationship with the Father? I don't care if that started when you were whatever. I mean, if, you, if God has wired you to trust him since your very earliest memories, that's beautiful. And in fact, I think you have more to tell than anyone else. Because you've known Jesus for so much longer, you probably have lots of things to tell about what Jesus has done in your life. Right? Amen? And so if it's not that my story isn't worth telling because maybe I've always believed. It's that, man, I've got so much more chapters to the book, to the story. I have the chapter of, you know, where, where, where God helped me in middle school, right? Because that's like hell sometimes, right? Or then um, God helped you in, in high school or, or whatever, you know. And then now, now you're trying to get your feet on the ground in, in a career or you're in your undergrad. And you have more chapters to the story. So I think we need to just kick this one out right now and just get rid of it. I don't want to ever hear my story is boring or my testimony isn't worth telling or it's not exciting. It's not like everybody else's, you know, super exciting testimonies. I don't want to hear that because your story is your story and it's beautiful. And it's a story of victory and it's absolutely a story of redemption. I don't care when you started to believe. I don't care how miraculous or crazy or exciting the uh, circumstances were surrounding it. The next one is, um, and this one's really tough. My testimony has to show that my life is easier since accepting Jesus. Come on. We're not playing church, right? In fact, I, th I hate I was talking about this with our leaders, man. I am sick and tired of church being the place where we feel like we got to show up and act like everything in our life is okay. Man, I am broken and I'm screwed up and I'm messed up. And I messed up yesterday, the day before that. And I desperately need God's grace every single day of my life. And I don't want anybody in here to, to mistake that following Jesus makes your life like a fairy tale. It's not. In fact, I would even argue the opposite. Hey, when I got married, um, you know, leading up to our, our wedding, 
you know, we talked to a bunch of people that were married, and we were asking them, like, hey, what is marriage like? Can you give us some advice? And everybody's like, oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's nice. Oh, it's great. You know, and then we get married, and it's like all hell breaks loose. I'm not even kidding. And my wife and I will both tell you marriage, at least your first year of marriage, what ours was, ours sucked. Ours was really rough. Yo, let's be real. Yo, Jessa would get up here right now and tell you the same thing. I'm serious. Um, it was rough. It was like the enemy just unleashed. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I mean, it was tough. And I wish that those people that we talked to had been real with us and said, hey, it's going to be hard. You're putting two people in the same house that, you know, didn't live together before. It's, it's tough. you got to make compromises, and, and you're going to have arguments, and that doesn't mean something's wrong with you and that you hate each other and all this stuff. And I'm telling you right now, relationship with Jesus, if you haven't figured it out, it's not a fairy tale story, right? It's not a fairy tale story. Christ has given me joy. He has blessed my life, provided for my needs. I've seen miracles happen. But it has not been an easy road. And so I want you to know your story does not have to paint some kind of a fairy tale picture of what this whole thing of following Jesus looks like. Because to me, that's like way too much pressure. Way too much pressure. And I think that I would have to, you know, make up some kind of a fake thing. I mean, that's not what this is about. It's not the point of sharing our testimony and our story. So let's be real and raw with people. Um, the next one is I, I have to be able to answer all the questions that somebody might have. And I just went back to the story that we just read about the lady at the well. Like, she didn't have uh, a Bible degree. She didn't have, like, you know, theology all figured out. She just went to the town and she said, how many words did she say? Anybody catch that? Her entire, her entire testimony, the whole thing was 11 words. Her whole testimony was 11 words. She didn't have all the answers. She didn't have a Bible degree. She didn't have a series of commentaries where she could say, let me just look that up. No, she just was telling her story, and she said 11 words. I want to challenge you guys this evening, when you jump into small groups, um, to try to say your story in 11 words. It's like hard. It's like really, really hard. Um, try to share a piece of your testimony with your little group in 11 words. I don't know. That's a challenge for this week. Um, last one, and then we'll jump into small groups, is I have to have my life together to tell my testimony. This one drives me bananas because it's so not true. It's so not true. I get the point. I get the point. We don't want to share uh, you, you know, we don't, there's, there's like an inherent thing where we feel like people are going to judge us. And so if I share my story with people or if I tell them, hey, I'm at Christ, you know, and I'm trying to tell them, and all of a sudden they're going to remember what I just did on, you know, New Year's Eve. <laughs> right? And there's kind of a, it's like a pressure there. Guys, um, today's circumstances do not negate yesterday's truth. Listen, let me tell you something. If you said yes to Christ... <laughs> we're we're humans, right? And and something happened, and and uh, and maybe the something you did a few days ago, or a few weeks ago, or years ago, even makes you feel like you can't share Jesus with others. 
you got to get rid of that misconception. That is not true. Jesus gave you a story. He's continuing to write your story. He's continuing to write your story of redemption. And yes, you're a human being and you're walking through that process. And I hate that healing is oftentimes looked at as a destination because it's not. It is a process. Healing is a process. And as we are being conformed to Christ's image, that is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. We say this all the time. You are under no obligation to be the person you were five minutes ago. Let's say that again. You are under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. And so if five minutes ago the person that you were wasn't what you're super excited about, that's okay. Because you can be a different person right now. And so I hope that is encouraging to you guys because it is for me because so many times my past has has in, has inhibited my ability to share my testimony because I'm thinking to you know my buddy my buddy Donnie who I lived with for a long time you know he was there when I was up at like four o'clock in the morning you know pounding pounding beers and um, had to be at work the next day you know like he 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 was there for those moments right. Um, and and um, and so when I met Christ and I finally surrendered my life to Him and it was kind of awkward because you know they were still calling me and saying like Hey let's go, and 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 by that time God was was really doing a work in my life and I was like Okay I'm, I'm probably just gonna stay home tonight you know and then as things started to change and I wanted to share what God was doing in my life with them I kept thinking about the fact that like it wasn't just a couple of weeks ago when I was out with you guys. You're under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. What I want to leave you with, and then we'll jump into small group, is just a challenge. Think about if we as a church could get past some of these misconceptions with our testimony. And just like the witness in the stand, boldly point our finger at Jesus Christ and say, I witnessed what this man is capable of. Let's pray. Father. I love that that we all here have witnessed you in some way. Maybe we've witnessed something that's drawn us into relationship with you, and maybe we're still trying to figure out what we witnessed. God, I just pray this evening that as we jump into small group that we would have um, just an awesome conversation with each other, and we would um, just be vulnerable, maybe about our story a little bit. Um, but God, that we would really try to wipe the slate clean and, and think deeply about this idea of sharing our story, our testimony, um, because you are still writing your gospel. The gospel of Acts of the apostles is not finished. You're still writing it today through our stories with you. In Jesus' name, amen.